in Australia, around the world. You know who it is. It's Lace Out. Once again, thank you, everybody, tuning in. Round five has been completed, and we've got so much to talk about. For everybody who's joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm your host, Christopher Pepper, the 377-game superstar for the East Keeler Football Club, and my co-host with the most, my Lance Bass, Jamie Wallace, the superstar, the Port Adelaide lover, on crowd cloud nine right now. Welcome to Lace Out, Jamie, and welcome to the audience for another big week of footy talk. I was just about to have a sip of coffee and you just threw to me then. I wasn't even ready for it. Peps, I am well. How are you? What's happening in your world? Well, well, well. We have got that much to talk about tonight. It is out of control. So we've got so much to talk about, so many key topics. It's nuts. Football's great at the moment. Football is amazing. Some would say we're almost doing this show on the run as you're talking and I'm typing. Some would say that. I'm not going to go as far as to accuse us of that tonight, but some would say that's how we're running tonight's show. Well, just like I said, just like in sync, I'm Timberlake, you're Lance Bass. Sometimes you just Lance have to. You, you are Lance Bass. No one, knows, no one knows that reference. Exactly right. They only know Timberlake, a.k.a. the Pepster. Oh, so look, basically you're saying it's all about you and I'm just, um, I'm just pack fodder. No, 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 no. You've got your you've got your place on the show. You've got your place in the team, but you know your place in the team is <laughs> behind Timberlake because I have Jessica Beale and you have your boyfriend. Anyway, listen, so much to talk about. I want to get straight into it. Um, listeners, I have, an, I have um, something. Jamie doesn't actually know what this is, but I just want to let you know that uh, over the weekend, Melbourne, as you know, had another win. And based on that, I went deep down and I thought, look, the podcast has to change its theme song. Uh, We've been running the same adrenaline for the last uh, four years and it it is the theme song. When you hear the, and you hear us kick in, you know that lace out started. But due to the weekend uh, and what Melbourne did on the weekend, I have to go out and um, let everybody know that we'll be running uh, with a brand new theme song as of this week. Um, and if you give me a moment, I'm going to get ready to play this one. So strap yourselves in because it is immense. You ready, j Dog? I'm ready. I'll just, just, just cue up the headphones and here we With those go. glasses and that headphone, you're like you're talking to an old bone, you know, the old telephone. Hello? <laughs> right, Hi, is this Nan? <laughs> you know what it is? It's Melbourne five and zero. <laughs> How could you not want to get excited about Melbourne being five and zero? Yeah, it's a song that's game you wanna show. Yeah, yeah, we are five and zero. It Jay just Dog. goes. It just goes to show, Peps, doesn't it? Just goes, it goes to, show. to show. They were the, they were ahead of their time. It just goes to show, Peps, like. Melbourne are so starved of any success in the last 50 years that you would take five wins in a row against no one teams. I now mean, listen, J-Dog, I, I need to share this with you. I, I, I keep referring to myself as the superstar. This is coming. How good is this, right? From one of our listeners, Lee, uh, Lee Ali, uh, the superstar fang himself. Footy was pep better when Pep, pep Six was at EK. L- love from Lee the fang Ali. So, 
He was an absolute superstar when he played for the Cougars, Lee Ali. Uh, the best thing about him was he's had a gap between his front teeth. So when he ran into a headwind, he'd whistle. <laughs> he was a superstar. Um, you know, a bit like Dakes. If you look at Peter Dakos, tooth missing, running into a headwind. Every time he bounced the ball too. So, hey, listen, let's get into it, mate. Where do you want to start? I'm throwing it over to you, J-Dog, because massive results across the weekend. Some we didn't expect. Some we may have expected. Uh, more importantly, some excitement coming out of Port Adelaide too with your – you have a cult favourite. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of Das with the big po- with the ponytail, how could you not like the big Greek boy? Mitch Georgiades, he is, he's special. I think you've totally. got a good one there. You've got a good one there. Um, this is the, this is this is what happens, Peps. Um, we've got bridges with other podcasts around Australia um, oh. due to the hard work that you did around around Christmas time and the New Year. Craig Jones, I want to mention on your podcast, please, because I did tell you in our review that Mitch Georgiades is the one we're going to be talking about, and. Time to pay up. I need to mention on your show just a quick, nothing much. Um, you can do it, or Nick can do it. Whoever wants to do it, I don't care. Mountain Anybody can do it. But just give a him quick, a shout hey, out. Hey, J Dog, you were right. Good stuff. Give Give Jamie some love because, by Thank God, you. he needs it. Thank you. Thank Look you, at Pips. Him. You're Look right. At him. I know. I do need it. I need. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's raining. I want to be able to pick me up. All right. Plenty to talk about. Let's start. Let's look, let's start with something that we normally do towards the end of the show. Let's have a look at the ladder first of all, because okay. after a bumper, we just mentioned Melbourne have gone five and zero. They're not the only team at this particular stage. We've got another team sitting at the top there: the Western Bulldogs and the D's. A game clear at the top of the ladder. We've got Sydney Swans had a cracker of a game against GWS. Colin yeah. Kelly wins that in the last minute of the game. And by the way, GWS, can you keep that jumper? Oh, How that's good on is one of charcoal that, and orange, mate. That's on one of my things. That's on one of Whoa, my lists. It's on the list. Porter sitting in there. Uh, fourth, there's your top four at the moment. A game clear. A bit of a huddle sitting in here at the moment with three wins. Richmond, who played the D's this week, so that's going to be a corker Anzac Eve. The West Coast Eagles having another uh, another good win on the weekend. The Adelaide Crows having a bit of a surprise defeat. Some people did pick it, including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Geelong as well. Geez, they were pressed by North Melbourne for a little bit, but did what they had to do. North showing some some good signs. Uh, seems a little thing, a few things are coming together, which is good. Uh, Fremantle just sitting outside on percentage by just only 2%. The Brisbane Lions having a good win on the weekend. Carlton, we'll get on to them because they are one of the big talking points. GWS, they are known as St. Kilda, but they might be getting their old tagline back when we get to spin the magnets from yeah. yours truly. Essendon doing what Essendon do, which is nothing. Sitting on four points. Gold Coast, another one we have to have a quick chat about. Collingwood, just when you think this club could not avoid any more scrutiny, they go and do, they get on the phones. So mm-hmm. what was going on there? Hawthorne put up a good show against the D's, but just got blasted in the last. And then North Melbourne, who you'd probably say for the first time this year, actually showed a bit against their opposition. So there's the AFL ladder. After round five, to the listeners who are watching this live on Facebook as we speak, who's your surprise packet so far? Besides, I would say Melbourne, the Western Bulldogs going five and zip. Who's your surprise packet, either in a good sense or a bad sense? Leave that on the chat. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, jump on the Facebook page and, and leave a comment for us as well too. So, uh, J-Dog, anything that catches your eye? Um, well, let's let's start with around the grounds, Peps, maybe. That's probably where we want to start with today's show. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Where do you want to start, my friend? 
Oh, lots to talk about, but let's talk about one that I don't think we're going to spend too much time on because you probably are both in agreement here. Let's talk about the mobile phones in football and a couple of players breaking the rules when they... Well, I'll stop there. Peps, what are your thoughts on the players grabbing their phones? What was Dugowie de thinking by grabbing the phones in the change rooms? What a da ickhead. He's a nuffy. <laughs> My goodness. Like, just when you think, like, players know don't touch your phones, a.k.a. ask Jonathan Patton, all right? Stay away from your phones as much as possible. You know you don't touch your phone on game day. You know you don't touch the phone during a game at all. But what does he do? Oh, the box is out. I'll go grab my phone and give it over to Howie. Not a very good look. With the AFL side of things, totally against any form of corruption, any form of in-game betting. I know that they weren't doing it. But once again, a picture tells a thousand words and a thousand words goes, what were you thinking? And you know what? Collingwood have been hit by a $20,000 fine mm. and not passing it on to the players because they were the ones who left the, the phones out. What staggered me more was Buckley's response to this. Oh, it's a classic. Is this like, this is almost as good as pulling out that Adam Traor was not liked by his teammates. <laughs> that the reason why, now get this, this is, he said that the reason why Dugowie grabbed the phone was because he had a concussion and, you know, not verbatim, probably wasn't thinking straight when he grabbed it. Yeah. Although somehow managed to grab his exact phone out of that pack of 22 and also grab um, my son's phone as well. It was probably the first time he hit a target in a couple of weeks too. It's pretty funny though. Is it comedy errors? I thought the I thought the phones had to be put into you know whatever the club decides to do, but how Collingwood just left the case there open, not locked away. Um, also, poor poor admin on behalf of Collingwood to not actually uh, put that box away somewhere wherever it is safe. Because well, apparently the the person who looks after it didn't fly up or wasn't the ground for the simple fact that they had to do a COVID test because they came from Brisbane, so that the property yeah. steward per se wasn't there. Oh, and gosh. so somebody didn't, so somebody didn't take care of it. Yeah. that person. Yeah, so, you know, he's had, a, he's had a COVID test. Your fault, champ, from the other side of the country. It's just, it's just another thing that this club does not need. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Like You've got bigger things going on. You're not playing good football at the moment. And... I know they're probably talking to their partners, girlfriends, husbands, wives, whatever they're going on. I get it. I get it. But you're half time. Your, your team's still playing footy. Just keep the phone in the case until, you know, whatever you boys want to do in the showers after. Yeah. But just don't don't get it out during the game. Well, you know what? You know Donna, Donna Jovanovic, who joins us every week. She's probably, oh, she's, a uh, she's a classic, right? She's just come out with simply this. What a crock of bullshit. <laughs> That's the only way that she could describe exactly what happened with uh, Bucks and looked on. I probably agree with you on that one too. But look, they have a welfare officer who would call the family and friends to let them know what's all going on. But in this particular case, they didn't do that. The players decided to take it upon themselves. Not the right thing to do. You're going to cop your fair whack. It's 20 grand. So be it. Absolutely yep. so be it. So, yeah, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good one, unfortunately. Um, so, Peps, let's go on to our next topic then. Sorry, yep. is, is, is that all, Peps? Do you want to move on to the next topic? I'm happy for you to move on to the next topic, mate, because, um, once again, you, you, you're you the one who controls the run sheet. 
Wow. I'm just one. I'm just up the front. Just. Yep. No, I do. That that is a seamless way we operate in our system. That I operate the run sheet and put these notes together well in advance of our show, so we both have a chance to review and prepare. I think the next one you were going to talk about was the AFLW Grand Final on the weekend with the Brisbane Lions picking up their first win. Oh, did not see it coming. Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> Adelaide dominated this whole season and then to go down by uh, just under 20 in the end. It was a shootout. It was a shootout for the ages, wasn't it? It Pep, was Pep, It was a barnstormer. It the was game just, is, it's getting better, Peps. It, look, the we, game is getting better, but tell you what, the centre umpire was has gone in for RSI for the amount of centre bounces they had to do. It was rapid fire scoring, that AFLW grand final. <laughs> Um, look, I thought Adelaide probably had it um, for majority of that game. It's just that, uh, well, not majority of the game, sorry, for the first sort of quarter bit. But Brisbane just stuck at it and, um, to their credit, walked away well, with a three-goal victory. They walked away with a three-goal victory. So for the people who are just thinking, you know, just getting out of bed right now, thinking, what was the score of the game? It was 6-2-38 to 3-2-20. Once again, like I said, a shootout for the ages. Heps. AFL grand final. How many was it? 25, 30 odd thousand there at Adelaide. Yep. It was, but you know what? It's great for the game. Um, what did you think of um, G Flip's performance? G Flip? Ah, uh, one for the ages. One yeah, for the I ages. Like I said, uh, once again, still have no idea who G Flip is. I, I wouldn't want to miss it. Yep. Uh, I did. You'd be talking about it for years after this. Talk, grandkids. Uh, how would you put it up against Meatloaf and Lionel Richie? Well, they are, they are the, um, they are the head course of, of the pack well, those trouble well there's actually only one other form of entertainment that you know what? i actually don't that. blame lionel richie i don't blame lionel richie that no was lionel just... was awesome it was like a giant karaoke bar and it was great it's just the problem is the mcg is so friggin big that doesn't the acoustics don't work as well he went all night long mate oh, night he long. was good anyway what, so though, it, was, it was a good day it was, it was actually more there than i thought g flip was no angry that's all I'm going to say. There was, there was no sight of a Batmobile. It doesn't count in my eyes. All right. But no, it was good for them to get the win. Craig Stasevich gets uh, the coach's medal to say congratulations. Well done. I thought, I think it's as simple as this now. I, I can't see them. They have to call the, the best on ground medal the Aaron Phillips medal. They'll have to call that now, wouldn't they? Five grand finals have been rolled out. She's won two of them. What's the, what's, the AFL, what's the AFLW equivalent of the Brownlow? Uh, look, it's a great question. We can both look up later on. We will look that one up. You should have had that one prepared as part of your notes. Oh, so sorry. But anyway, I reckon it probably should be named after her, after Erin mm. Phillips. I don't know which way to go with that. I think Erin Phillips has to be recognized some way in a, in a, in a, in a forever medal. Yeah, well, they're having the uh, the Rising Star Award tonight, um, and hopefully we'll have that. We might have that during the, the broadcast. Fingers crossed yep. for that one as well too. Okay, mate. I need to bring something to our attention, which is you know, we've looked at the top of the ladder. We've, we'll speak about the D's and the doggies a little bit later on because mm. there's a lot going. But, geez, down the bottom of that ladder, there are teams floating around at the moment and there's been some, there's been some noise already on the chat tonight, which has basically been saying, do not pick on the Saints. Do not pick on St. Kilda. Okay. Um, bottom of the ladder, a.k.a. Melbourne's victories. Oh, Melbourne victory. Oh, oh, you're so good. 
How good are we? Melbourne victory. Hey. No, Melbourne victories, as in like the teams you're beating at the bottom of the ladder and you're coming in with massive head wobbles after five five zip. Right. So anyway, for the adults there listening to this, right, you can, once again, you can only beat the teams that you go up against, okay? I can't help it. All right. If they're no good, that's their bad luck. But I just want to highlight the bottom five teams. I've got yeah. Essendon in there, but Essendon are in a bit of a different situation. We know that they picked up the kids last year, picks uh, seven, eight, nine in the draft. They've got some rippers, I must admit, from early signs, but they are going to be, they're going to be up and down. Ah, uh, yeah, they are. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at three clubs in particular sitting in the bottom half of the ladder. The, the position number fourteen, St Kilda. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing back their old name. Okay. They've gone from St. Kilda after everything that they built last year, everyone that they've brought in, how right. they were proposing themselves and what they've done. I oh, know. Buzz, They're sit not down. not St. Kilda. Sit down for this one, Buzz. They're back to shit Kilda. Shit Kilda's <laughs> back. All right? Shit Kilda is back. And until you decide to do something, okay, here's an idea. Drop Brad Hill. Okay? The only reason that you haven't is because he's on 900 a year. Mm-hmm. All right, but your shit killed her. Underneath that, you've got the team that apparently was smelling what we're cooking for many, many years. The green shoots were starting to sprout. We spoke about this at the start of the year, but unfortunately, Carl Tank are doing exactly that, and they they were witches hats about you. And I might get your feedback about that in a moment. Yep, sure. Now, the other one that I have to also look at is. Um, Actually, Collingwood, oh, God, it couldn't get worse, could it? It could, uh, not get your, could not get worse with what they're going through at the moment. I know they've got their injuries, but uh, they've, will, they come out, will they ever come out and say that they've made mistakes with what they did and who they got rid of at the start of the year with Trelaw, Stevenson, Phillips? They will when every one of that club who's part of those decisions leave. Has retired? <laughs> when, yeah. when they've all retired? Yeah. Then we've reckon, made mistakes. Do you reckon Adam Trelaw is just sitting back right now going, hmm, geez, you know what? Yeah, it, was, it probably wasn't a bad decision for me to go to a club and, and enjoy victories and enjoy my football and have Collingwood still pay about 300 grand of my salary. That's gold. Yes. But look, I'm, I'm going to float back over to Carlton because, mate, what did you see on, on Saturday night? Because it wasn't pretty. And even some of the footies that they've been showing on, on the couch, mm. um, footy classified, all the other Sunday footy show. Oh, they've just been stuck into Carlton and, and almost the way that they just were not interested whatsoever. Yeah. So I suppose the biggest thing, Peps, and anyone watching on Saturday night, if you had Foxtel as a Foxtel game, um, was just the complete lack of skill from Carlton. They've gone to the well now for quite a few seasons in a row, picked up what you would uh, regard as highly skilled kids. They went and topped up in the last year, picking up Saad and Zach Williams, um, both good users of the football, uh, good off halfback, and, and a bit of grunt to the team. But what we saw on Saturday night, as a Port Adelaide person who was personally loving it, because we had half of our team was hobbled, and yet Carlton showed no effort, and their skills were deplorable. I'm talking not even AFL-level not even VFL-level skills. We, if, if they put the ball into some serious space or had some serious speed going to that forward line, we were stuffed. We couldn't chase. 
But yet somehow Carlton managed to play with an absolute disregard of AFL skills. I, currently, I watched some of that footage and just the amount of room. It was witches hats in navy blue at one stage yeah. towards the end of the game. Just picked them apart. But the, but just the effort side of things just doesn't seem to be there. And they've had so many kids. Like if you put the number of draft picks that Carlton have had, Mm. Up against someone like the Gold Coast, up against Hawthorne. Yeah, recent yeah. times. You have a look. They've had a lot of flops. Now, some yep. has to do with sauce. Some has to do – now, have they picked for position? Have they picked for future? I don't yep. know, but they've, they've made lots of mistakes. Are they not playing the kids and getting the development into them? I don't know, but currently they're ranked, they're ranked 14th for – 14th for handballs per game. So it means that they're not running for each other and supporting each other and getting around. Mm-hmm. They're ranked 17th for tackles. So they're not even when they haven't even got the ball making an effort to get it back. Yeah. They're ranked in terms of rebound 50s per game. My goodness. They're sitting at 13th. So they're, mm. they're not even being able to rebound it out of the 50 back to theirs. They've just got no, they've got no run or support. Okay. Yeah. Their opponents, they rank 12th for the opponent's kicks per game, so they're just letting opposition slice through defense, slice yep. across the ground as well too. There's hardly any goal assists. They're not scoring. And yep. they are just like they're ranked 17th for tackles difference per game. So what the yep. opposition are doing and what they're doing, the gap is massive on that. Correct. And it's yeah, just the not good enough for everything, that the they, for everything that they promised. Yeah. They might have to be called Australia Post because I tell you what, they are not delivering at all, and yep. they not they haven't been delivering on time. From I thought Essendon have had issues with not being able to win a final in goodness knows how many days. Carlton have done nothing for the last twenty years, mm. and that's and the, the and thing. The, yeah, yeah. And the only You're time right. I think they've made finals since then, from was because Essendon got kicked out. Yes, back in twenty thirteen. Um, Peps, we say it over and over and over again, and now it's even more harsh than ever before, but just give effort. You may not have the skills. You may not have the flashiest players. You may not have the spine up the middle of your team. But, but they do, giving, mate. They've, they've got they've – got, they've brought effort, in Sard. They brought in Zach Williams. I know. I, Peps, All right. but there's a and lack Martin of effort. And as well too. And especially for Sard, they gave away pick eight for that. Mm. Perhaps. They're basically saying that we were on the right path and we were topping up to take that next step. Like they yep. haven't even got a staircase to walk up, let alone trying to take the next step. I know, and that's what's disappointing. That's what's disappointing is the fact that they're across a lot of stats in the AFL and those you know, key metrics to talk about. They're 16th, 15th, 17th, 18th. They're, if you're talking about a top eight team where they had aimed to climb this year, None of those key metrics are showing it. They're probably leading AFL in turnovers, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or fumbles. But in terms of effort, transition, uh, handballs, whatever it is, contested footy, they're at the bottom. And they look a long way away. And I don't know. I spoke about it at the start of the season. I said that their rebuild seems to have been taking forever. And I think there's still another, I don't know. Another two, three, four years away from it. Another coach, another list of players. I don't know what it's going to take to fix this thing. Okay, so I'm going to ask this one to yourself. I'm going to ask this one to the listeners. Who is in worse shape out of these teams? Would you say is Carlton 
Who's cl- who's who's furthest away from a flag? Carlton? Hawthorne? Gold Coast? And I'm going to throw in there for the sake of this exercise. Collingwood. Okay. If you had to rank those in terms of closest to the furthest away, who would you put them in? And see, I have a hard time answering this question because of the number one reason why a lot of Collingwood, sorry, another Carlton supporters are probably angry right now. And that is because they tease. They think. Tease me with your answer, mate. Who is it? <laughs> who who is it? Who's in worst? I look. I still look at the list and go. Carlton has the better youth list. The problem is it's not working on the field. Okay. I don't know what that is, Amy. It's as simple as this. When you watch the two games on the weekend, Carlton mm-hmm. and Hawthorne, who yep. do you think had a better dip, and who do you think is closer to a flag, Carlton or Hawthorne, based on what you saw on the weekend with those two teams? And I'm a young kid picking my football team, like Korea. Yeah. I told you like last week, I'm probably going to go Hawthorne because I know they're a try I'm Hawks, Mate, I'm going Hawks too. I no, know it doesn't matter. Mate, they were up against Melbourne and for two and a half quarters, we're in it. They were yeah. down by four points uh, early in the fourth quarter. Four, yeah, yeah. four points early in the fourth quarter. All right. So if you had to put Collingwood against Gold Coast, which list would you take? Who's closer to a flag at a Carlton versus Gold Coast? A fully fit Gold Coast versus a fully fit Carlton. Um, I just look at the names on paper and think the Carlton have got a better list there than what we're seeing at the moment on field, though. Probably taking Gold, Gold Coast, Coast, mate. You're taking too long. I'm taking Gold Coast. Uh, I just because once again, I'm 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 lured in by the names I'm seeing. Don't, get, list. don't see the names. What they're playing at the moment. And then if you go Carlton versus Collingwood, the two biggest rivals outside of uh, Flair and Steamboat, who would you go? <laughs> who was the question of the two teams? Oh, my God. Carlton and Collingwood. <laughs> Not that hard, mate, to remember two teams. Yeah, no, I was listening to something else, though. Um, I would go... That's a strange one, I don't it? know. I just... I... Pep, it's a strange one because I'm Collingwood have by... lost. The Collingwood lost everything they need right now, which is their speed. They've got no speed. They lost yeah, it all. Yeah. Carlton, they could be anything, but they're not. So, and the problem is when you see Carlton play footy on their own terms, Peps, it's it's amazing. When are we going to see that though, Jamie? When are Carlton supporters going to see on their own terms? It's it has. We have not seen it for years. Yeah, we're seen in flashes, flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. Footy Maybe flashbacks. Footy flashbacks. That's it. Grand final marathons. That's the only place that you'll see it. But this is, Pep, this is where I'm, even as a non-Carlton person, there is a list there. There is a club there. There is, I won't say premiership team. That's going too far. But there is something there, but something is not working. Something is not working, whether it's development, whether it's culture, whether it's Teague just being a little bit too green, I, I don't know. Do they need a – do they need a – well, they had that. That's what they, they had. can't they have had. another – but they've had the seasoned coach. They've had Malthouse. I know, I know. Okay. They've gone with two rookie coaches in the last couple. Yeah. 
Okay, so something's not worked. They've tried the hard coach. They've tried the rookie coach. Nothing has worked in the last yeah. three that they've brought in. Nothing. So yeah. where do they go? Something's not working. Is it, is it the football department? Is it the, is it the coaching department? Is there not enough support? Is the development not there? Is there too much yeah. structure and these kids can't play what they were drafted in for? Maybe Teague needs support. Maybe Teague needs some senior senior coaches around Robert Walsh was supposed to be down there this year looking over it. Yeah. What's going on with that? We haven't heard anything out of Walsy so far, if he's still down there. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is bigger than what people think, I reckon. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is massive. That's going to be a massive story point. And this will not be – if they have another – if they put in another effort like they did against your mob this week, ooh, I'll tell you what, the knives, you're just going to – get sharpened even more. Yeah. And that's a shame because yep. they were showing something towards the end of last year. They did. They pushed and us. They pushed and the only thing they're pushing at the moment is shit uphill. <laughs> so okay. you want to take from one take from one. Oh, 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 hang on. I just, I'm just keeping an eye on the chat here. Peps. There's a bit of a, there's a bit of a fight between uh, my mate and your mate. It's yeah. Great. Well, my I mate Buzz it. and your mate Craig, Craig, they're, they're punching on like one's punching on St. Kilda versus Port Adelaide. I'm, I'm loving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know Buzz. Buzz wears a beanie and he can box. So unless Craig can, can Craig can wears a fedora. Oh, Craig wears a fedora and with, he has with, pins in it. So he's going to slide. Oh, hello, hello. He's going to picky blinders. Oh, Pete blinders. Oh, Pete E Jonesy. Pete E Jonesy. Oh, no. But no, it, it is one saying that you know St Kilda are non-existent and it's yeah. all going back and forth. But that's why we love our listeners. Well, let's talk, about Kilda, let's talk about St Kilda quickly because I know we're going to uh, Port Adelaide are taking on St Kilda this weekend. Yep. I am shit scared because I feel like we're playing against the Katy Perry's this year. Oh, what do you mean? The Katy well, Perry's. Well, St. Kilda are hot and cold. When they're on, they're on. When they're not, oh. The problem is you get the Katy Perry's through. It's like it's like Melbourne weather. You get oh. half a game that could be amazing and then half a game that they just fall over 60 points. Oh, you don't I, know. I wouldn't mind a bit of Katy Perry's, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> it terrifies me. It terrifies me playing against teams like this who who can do this and and – yeah, I hate playing this kind of teams, Peps. Don't ever look back. <laughs> Don't ever look back. All right. So Kilda, their drop-off has been oh, – if you look at last year to this year, they are going completely backwards. This is another team that at the moment they're ranked for fifth in clearances in the game, so they're getting, on the, they're getting the ball at, at the stoppage. Yeah, uh, but they're ranked second for clangers per game, so they're making more mistakes than anybody. But mm-hmm. what was if you could say what St Kilda's one wood was last year? What was the one thing that you could rely on St Kilda doing week in week out? I don't know. Speed, Speed. pressure. Yeah. Okay. And midfielders kicking goals, forwards kicking goals. Well, they worked forward and worked back. They just they literally they they work they they put effort in Heps where Carlton need to look at that. Mm-hmm. But this effort. year, come on, effort this year. Let's go through some of theirs. Thirteenth for handballs. They're not even making an effort. Thirteenth for the spot. They can't even get their hands on the ball at the moment. They're ranked thirteenth. Thirteenth yeah. for points per game. They had memory. They've got a four line: memory, King, Butler, who can kick goals. Billings can kick goals. They're not doing any of that at the moment. Max King, 14th. mind you, he's. Busting his ass at the moment up there. And he's just getting yes, no yes. support from anyone around. 14th, 14th inside 50s. So that they can't even get the ball in there to score. Yeah. Don't worry about goal assists because if you're not scoring, there's no <laughs> goal assists. Rebound 50s. So they can't even rebound out of their back line as well too. Yeah. It's just 
you know, everything that they were doing last year is just not there at the moment. They can't get their hands on the ball. They're not even tackling. They're not even making – they're not even pushing it. They're not even turning over. You can go week by week, but this same thing is week in, week out. They can go and do what they did against West Coast two weeks ago and yep. then serve up what they did last weekend. Yeah. Well, it's, and- here's, here's an indictment, Peps. When your fullback is leading the total kicks per team. Yeah, but that, I mean, but if they play on out of fullback, that counts as a possession now, what, which is what, bullshit. What, what are the top four teams doing in the AFL this year? They're playing forward 50 pressure football. If your fullback is the one leading all your kicks for your game, for your, for your team, that's saying you're playing a lot of football in your own defensive half, right? Yeah. Well, can we say something else? Their okay. leading goal kicker after four after five rounds yep. is Jack Higgins, who wasn't even at the club last year. <laughs> Snags. Snags. Snags Higgins. <laughs> yeah. What's that? So Tim Emery's getting a fair bit of the ball. He's taken 38 marks this year. Is he too far up the ground? Is he not converting? Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, that, that club, if Jack Steele was not in that team at the moment, you would be copping it big time. And it helps if you're Rackman are playing. Miss Rowan Marshall and Ryder Bad. Okay, I get that. But I watched a team called Richmond on the weekend have Pickett go up in the ruck. Yes. Okay. Against Jake Carlisle and beat him. So they, they, they just took the piss out of the Saints and said, even if you throw Jake Carlisle in there, we'll put up a guy who's about 180 centimeters against the guy who's six foot four, six foot six, and still beat him. Yeah. Mate, there is there is. They're not the St. Kilda from last year. There is something sister. Are they, are they trying too hard? Are they not playing for each other? Is it that whole selfless football at the moment? That seems to be the buzzword because they don't seem to be playing selfless. They're actually not playing anything at yeah. all. all right? yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because Brett Ratton, they brought, they've brought a lot of players in over the last number of years. They've brought in a lot because yeah. they haven't gone to the draft. They've gone to trade and trade out those pricks to bring players in. Yeah, and it's not reaping the rewards as well. No, it is early though. Let's just say that everything is early at the moment. I know it's early, but you know, they say that premierships are not winning in April and uh, March and April. I win that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you got to get the finals. You set your season up early, and you show something to your fans. I'm not yeah. seeing it at the moment. Trust me. No. I know when your team's not showing you anything. Mine, I've only no. decided to show me something for the first time in many years. So. We'll get onto that as well too. All right, J Dog, what's next, my friend? Um, I guess talked about magnets. Uh, we spin the magnets. No, we got to do a two. We got we got one more, or two more. One more. You, you okay. Choose. Okay. You next one is um, when do we when when do we say that the top eight is locked in and not and if not the top eight, what part do we say that certain elements of the ladder are locked in? But what what round? Okay, Do we so feel like I'm, we want to call it now? Mm, okay. The top four? Or too early, Peps? Who's going to think, fall I out? I think Who's it's going to make early. it in? Okay. So I think we did this last week. So let's just do maybe a bit of a running. Maybe we might do this every week just to sort of see what do we think. Okay. So the two teams at the top, Melbourne and the Bulldogs, they are at the moment two games clear. Yep. Two games and a bucket load of percentage inside the eight. So at the moment... Something catastrophic has to happen for those two teams to fall out in the next 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sydney Swans, they've got their injury concerns at the moment. Buddy Franklin's gone out again. Heaney's gone out again. Tom Hickey's got injured as well too. 
They're sitting at four and one, had a surprise loss at the weekend. I think they're in the top four at the moment. I don't know if they're going to stay there as the season goes on and those and those young kids start to get a little bit tired. All right. Your yep. mob, Port Adelaide, I'm locking you in for top four. I just think with the number of games you play at home, plus you're going to be taking a bit of a hit at the that's why you bank the wins early for the hit that you do take for uh Rosie and Dersmo, I think, out at the moment. Insurance, Peps. Yep. It's insurance. Exactly right. Richmond, they'll be playing finals. I'll be they'll probably be top four, top four. Okay. They're just doing what Richmond do. Yeah. West Coast, too many games at home. Yes, they've got their injury concerns at the moment, but they have an extra an extra player on the field when they're at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Adelaide Crows are in there at the moment. Now, there's the only team there's the only team I really see coming in at the moment would be Brisbane, just for the Brisbane factor, because we know what they can do if they get it all together like they did on the weekend. Yeah. But Adelaide, they're playing okay. How long can they sustain it for? I'm not too sure. And then you've got the Cats, who, from what we've seen so far, and even their coaches admitted, they're not clicking on all cylinders at the moment. And and then you've got the Fremantle Dockers, who are probably playing a little bit above themselves. Fife and another guy who I'll mention very, very shortly have been leading that team amazingly. And they're only out by percentage. Okay. Yeah. Then you've got Brisbane. Outside of those, I don't see anybody. I can't see Carlton making it. GWS, they have to play like they did last week, every week for that to happen, and we know so far they can't. Yep. Carlton, spoken about them at length. Yep. St. Kilda, spoken about them at length. Essendon, they're not going to be consistent. You can forget about everybody else. Collingwood are too far back at the moment. They're two games out and probably two games of percentage worth. So they're almost four games out. So Essendon, er, Essendon down. So from 14th, Essendon from 14th down to 18th, they're done. Yeah, I reckon fourteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth to down, 14th onwards are out. Yep. Carlton, I don't think you can make it either. Yep. So you could almost count them. They're they're probably they're only up there by percentage. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'd probably even say take them out of the equation, and I'd even take out probably GWS out of the equation, out of the equation as well too. So Saints, Brisbane Lions, Fremantle Dockers are the ones that could move up. Maybe that's it. So let's okay. say looking at the top eight, I reckon you're going to get maybe two shifts there, which would probably be Adelaide and potentially Geelong. If they keep getting these injuries, because Dangerfield's gone down again. Don't know if you read today, but the Dangerfield's gone down with another another setback. So okay. he's just had his suspension, another setback. They just can't get their full contingent on the park. Yeah. And they were pushed on the weekend by North Melbourne, who, you know, is really nice to see something happening for them. So Beautiful. All right. I'm 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 happy with that. I like I think that? about I think halfway we'll do a quick look in to see where we're at with things and see yeah. uh, what's happening. Because hey, once again, listeners, if you think that it, the if you think the top eight is set, let us know on the Facebook page. If you're on the chat right now and you're seeing this, you go, you know, who do you think's going to drop in? Who do you think's going to fall out? Once again, put it up on the chat. That's what we're all at because it's lace out. That's how you want your football. Perfect. All right, Peps. What do you want to talk about next? Okay, I've got one thing I want to highlight, and it is. Um, just to look at the game at the moment, before we get into spinning the magnets, et cetera, and, and having a look at our ins and outs, I just did a bit of a look, um, and, you know, it's statistics time to a degree, but just looking at the way the game is played at the moment and the team sitting in uh, the top eight, first half versus second half, et cetera. Something that blew my mind, if you split the game up into halves one, so if you add up how many quarters you win in the first half. Oh, you love a good quarter stat. Half. You yep. love a quarter stat. I love that. I love that stat, right? If you look at halves, the top eight at the moment, not in the exact order, but the top eight at the moment is the exact top eight of teams that have won their first half. 
Now, when you look at the breakdown, it is what stands out immensely is that the Bulldogs demolish their um, demolish their what's the term I'm trying to use opposition in the first half of a game. So, if you want to stop the Western Bulldogs, it's in the first half of the game. Okay. Let me let me break it down for you in a moment. So they've won their five halves at the moment. Okay, their percentage. If you give me a moment, uh, their first half percentage. I had it. I just had to change that. I had to refresh the page. Oh, their percentage at the moment. They've kicked in the first half of games this year, five hundred and twenty-seven points, and only had a hundred uh, two hundred and ninety-five scored against them. They are going first half percentage at the moment of one hundred and seventy-eight and sixty-four percent. Okay, so that is that is nuts. They are demolishing teams in the first half of games. It's actually incorrect. It's actually, sorry, I'll take that back. It's actually 265 for and 122 against. They're going at 217%. And we saw what they did against the Gold Coast Suns on the weekend, only allowing them to score a goal before halftime. Mm-hmm. Okay. The West Coast are very, very similar. They're, they're going at 152% at the moment. Sydney, Port, Melbourne are moving their way onwards there. Okay. What's interesting though, if then if you flip that to the second half side of things, Melbourne are leading the leading the pack. So they've outscored their opponents 255 to 151. So they keep with their opposition early in the game, but then have the fitness to outrun them and outscore them over. And it happened on the weekend when they kicked eight goals to Hawthorne's one in the second quarter. Oh, sorry, two goals in the last quarter on the weekend. They're going at 168%. Richmond as well, same sort of thing. They keep with their opponents, and then they go out as well. They're going at 152% in the second half of the year. The Western Bulldogs were 217. They dropped down to 150. So what they do is they get that score on the board early and either maintain it or allow the opposition to bite into that a little bit as well too. But they're, they're still going great guns. And then your team and the Brisbane Lions, interestingly enough, even though they haven't had the wins on the board, are doing more in the back half of games than they are in the forward half. So what it's showing me is that there's uh, the, the way games are played, Bulldogs get off to a massive fast start. So if, that, if there was something that you could, tr- could try to uh, corral them a little bit is their early starts. Um, and if you had to look at the Ds, you need to be a fit team to play against Melbourne, to play against Richmond, to play against Port, because they do outscore their opponents quite considerably in the back half of the games as well too. Just as an example, at the flip side, and just just shows down the bottom of the ladder, we've got North. They're, they're being they're being scored outscored. So they've only forty four percent of their score is coming in the back half of the game. Mm-hmm. So the Collingwood, Collingwood are next, yeah, yeah. So Collingwood, seventy five percent of their score is coming in that they're being outscored basically. Yeah, um, and St Kilda. They've only been scoring 209 against the opposition's 261. So they can't stop what oppositions are doing yeah. here as well too. So it's the two fittest teams right now. It is teams getting off to fast starts. Fast football is going to win games. Slow and steady is not going to win it at all. And those two teams are playing each other. This Anzac Eve and I will be there with the Turbo Princess Mayor to cheer home the Ds and hopefully go 6-0. and zero. And, and that hasn't happened since... Jesus played centre half back for the Jerusalem Thirds, I reckon. And Peps, what I like about that is the fact that um, you've covered key stats where you can see and think back to the games where your teams have either won or lost, and go that 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 resonates. St Kilda getting 
um, you know, ran over in the end of games. We've seen that for a lot of this season. Um, the other teams like the North and that are kicking most of their scores in the second half of the of the um, game because a lot of those teams have put the queue in the rack. The game's over by halftime. Yep. And they put their they put their players in cotton wool and then, you know, North may win a quarter here or there or something like that. Yeah, and it's even like if you go just to, if you just go right down to the to the last quarter, it's simply if you look at the top three teams at the moment: Western Bulldogs, Melbourne Tigers, bottom teams who yeah. just get outscored by their opposition in last quarters: mm. North Melbourne, yep. Gold Coast, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> You're a funny man, Buzz. Last time oh, I might put that one up. That's actually not bad. Funny joke from you, Buzz. Almost as funny <laughs> as Buzz. Buzz's comments almost as funny as what his team has been producing. Last time Melbourne six and zero, petrol was seventeen cents a liter. You're a funny guy, Buzz. Funny, funny man. Right. <laughs> okay, J Dog. Let's time to spin the magnets, my friend. It's time to get to that part of the week that we love to do, which is spin. Magnets. Love All righty. Where do you want to start, my friend? Do you want to get dragged? Or are uh, we going to give the three votes? Where do we go? Let's go. Let's start with the negative and then finish on a high, Peps, with the with the magnets. What do you reckon? Uh, I reckon I reckon we can do that. So you want to start with uh Barassi get dragged? Yep. All right, what do you got for us, Barass? Haley off Ellingrathon! Bloody weakest piss. Man, I, I just love every time I, I showed the people that worked out the other day, they were in tears. All right. Um, do you want to go first or me? Um, I'll go first. You go for it, mate. You give us your... Do you want to do the, like, we'll each do our ones and then our twos and then our threes like that? Yeah, you just do your three, I'll do my three, and then we'll flip it for the other one. Let's just okay. keep them on their toes. They want to hear Num- more J-Dog. Number one, I'm going to go with the GWS Jumper. It's number one. I get one vote for that one there. I, I, I was a fan, but what it needs is more orange on the front. The little outline grey, I mean, I, I, orange for the G, wasn't a huge fan. I want oh, I liked orange. It. I like, I want the orange G on the charcoal. I think no, it's too a much. No, too much the, G. The back of the jumper, G. the back of the jumper looked good. The front, it just was oh, missing just something. No. Although, it looked, it looked didn't like. Didn't mummy look very slim? Slim, slim, look slim. That's why at one stage we were going to have uh, blue shirts again for work for us to train in. I suggested we go into the black t-shirt. And we all <laughs> we look ten kilos lighter in those shirts. So gray is yeah. slim. All right. Yeah. So I, I I wanted more orange on the front. It's a it's a thing. People have been saying it looks great that jumper, but for me, it just needed a bit more orange on the front. So that's my one vote this week. Okay, go for it. Number two. Number two. Put myself in this basket. Um, as you can see, Peps, from our conversations earlier, I have been completely sucked into the Carlton hype and shame on them and shame on me. I have been sucked in and I'm putting myself in number two because I fell for it and I've got to own up and confess. And like Kirky said, minds and hearts and spirituality and all those things he spoke about at the start of the year <laughs> – I have got to put myself in that bin because I was completely sucked into the Carlton hype this year. Oh, um, my goodness. What I saw was just not good enough for an AFL club. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Saturday afternoon. <laughs> we love a bit of Kirky, don't we? Just a little bit of Kirky while we, we just in the background as you're doing your thing. Go for it. Finish off, mate. And number three for me, um, we knew we, – we knew <laughs> – great, I speak now. 
we knew that it was going to be a hard year for North Melbourne. But when I see a club with 45% at this point of the year, it is very alarming. And I think the scorched earth approach they took to their list isn't looking great. I don't see the percentage jumping a whole lot moving forward. And I think it's going to be one of the worst since oh, probably Melbourne. Melbourne had a percentage of, they won two games at a position, percentage of, I think, 50 Two percent. So they're not far off that. That was the year that Melbourne polled a total of total Brownlow votes of twelve. Yeah, yeah. Total. I just, I just think the the scorched earth approach to their list probably hasn't been great. Um, and I don't know. North, have we got North any North people watching? Peps, do we know any North supporters in our list? No, not not that any. They're going to put their hand up and admit it right at this particular (laughs) stage. But north for me, north for me, uh, I just—it's just the one I thought. Jesus, forty-five percent is—is not even at half level. You're not even—you're not even, even um, halving teams. You are getting pumped. Yep. That and that's I, it for me. Beautiful. All righty. Well. All right. So, um, awesome stuff, my friend. Okay. So, uh, when it comes to me, who's getting dragged? I'm just—I'm uh-huh. not—I'm not going to play the—I'm uh, not going to play Barras again because we know it's uh, Ellingworth on Healy off week as piss. Because piss, absolutely. So I'm giving one vote to any of the football clubs that had the first 20 picks in the 2017 uh, national draft. Okay, now some of those players that were picked up were it's a good draft. Paddy Dale, yeah, it's a good draft. Paddy Dale by Carlton. Uh, Collingwood picked up Jaden Stevenson. Looking back on that one now. Secure picked up Nick Caulfield. Carlton picked up Lockie O'Brien. GWS picked up Aiden Bonner. Adelaide picked up Darcy Fogarty. Uh, Jared Brander, he was picked up by West Coast. But if we go all the way down to the bottom of the jar, a pick 21, there was a guy by the name of Oscar Allen. Hmm. For the 21, for the other 20 clubs that picked up somebody in that draft beforehand. I think you've made a mistake, especially for the ones that I've just read out because yeah. he is an absolute gun. Clean. Now, I'd say superstar no. because he got a clean set of hands or what. Clunkety, clunk, clunk, clunk. And when you put him and Darling and Kennedy, that is a nightmare for any back six. Yeah. And then yep. you've got Flying Ryan running around and Willie Rioli when he gets off his whatever. Yeah. That is, that is, that's tough. All right. So, very clean. To very all those clubs marker. that forgot about Oscar, shame, shame on you. Hmm. All right. The second one is for the state governments. Why can't you just open up the eight? There's no COVID in Victoria at the moment. No COVID here. No COVID. Robbo? Uh, no COVID. No COVID. Right. Just open <laughs> up the ground for a hunji on Anzac Eve and Anzac Day. It's what the people want. Don't deny them what they want. And also, let the veterans march. Can we just let them march on their day? If you're going to allow the ferals and the Centrelink hogs to protest and let them do that, but not allow people who sacrifice their lives over many, many world wars to make us the single greatest country in the world. 
is something wrong with you and it's a political freaking statement and it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Rightio. My third one, three votes, is going to Buddy Franklin. Now, why I'm teeved with this is that Buddy's played two games this year, I think. He kicked three goals and on the weekend dominated again. Like, he's fitter than ever. He's dropped the weight. He is looking sharp. He goes out and kick five, but unfortunately has a knee collision. He's going to be out for the next month. I just want to see this guy get to the 1,000. He deserves to get to the 1,000. And there's things he's, he's he set himself up to get to that 1,000. He's still got next year. I just want him to get a really good dent into it this year to make it easier for the next. But that's really disappointing because you can see he's put the hard work in and it's just not coming to fruition. So, you know what, Jacinta, wrap your arms around him, give him a hug, and hopefully the big fella gets back on the park sooner than later. Well, that's only for, for everyone playing in, the, in, in Victoria. It's only two Sydney home games he's going to miss because he plays one in every two, which is fine at the moment. If he, never travels, if he doesn't travel to Victoria to play Sydney games, that's fine. We, we Melbourne play the Swans in a couple of weeks. I hope he doesn't turn up at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, you know, that's who's getting dragged. I think it's, I think it's uh, Dimitri U time. Okay. What have you got for us, Andrew? Three votes. Three votes. All right. All right. Go for it. Uh, number one, I am excited by the Ds and not just Cozzy Pickett, like I've said, I'm excited about. I'm excited by what they're bringing. I'm excited by the brand of football. They were walking out of the center on the weekend. They were um, sharp. They were attacking. Their ball was locked up in that forward 50. Um, and yes, it was a tight game. Like Yes, the scoreboard didn't actually represent the game or what it actually was because up until those three-minute mark, um, into the fourth quarter, the game was still tight, and then didn't didn't the D's just pile on the goals from that point? They kicked, I think they kicked seven in fifteen minutes. It was insane, and when Max is bombing, bombing them from outside oh. fifty, and did you see the <laughs> this action? Yep, when he was fifteen meters out, missed. Yeah, you get used to it. You get no, used so the D's, Peps, the the D's are legit. Um, Good test on Saturday night, but the D's are legit and they're going to be there and about. And they put themselves in the absolute box seat to not miss the finals this year and they are going to be there and about. Uh, Really appreciate that, mate, because we we are just as stunned as anybody right now when it comes to the D's. Excellent. Next one, um, simply Richmond, they're back. What else do you need to say? I mean, they did an absolute number on the weekend. Uh, I love a good hungy. It got close. Unfortunately, didn't. But Richmond are back. They are back. Nothing else needs to be said there. Jeez, or is it around, around five, round six this week coming up? They are back. Hope not. Can they, <laughs> maybe round seven they could be back. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And selfishly, I am all on the Mitch Georgiatis train. Second nomination. Uh, fantastic! Only the twelfth player in the twenty-year history of the um, of, of the award to get two nominations. So I am all about him pushing forward to win the award this year. Yep. Now, um, hope hope the form continues because I think he should be in contention somewhere towards the end of the year yep. to win the riser. Yeah, you did pick him at the start of the year that he would be the one to stand out, and I think you've got that right, J Dog. So you are a man who knows his team well. All right. Um, first and foremost, my one vote is going out to a guy who 
Well, you know, when a player takes over a, a club legends jumper, you just you don't want the pressure on him, but you just want him to do the do the the number justice, like Holly okay? Wines and Treadray. Exactly right. Well, this is happening this weekend because there's a certain guy who played for the Melbourne Football Club through the seventies, through the eighties, by the name of Robbie Flower. My great, my my favourite player ever. Your just, hero. He's my hero. Like I, I played on the wing for a lot of my football career, and I just wanted to be him, and mm-hmm. I was far from it. But we had a crack. Loved him. Guy that took over that that number two jumper is a guy by the name of Nathan Jones, and he's going to go out this week and become only the second Melbourne player to reach 300 games. Now, this is a guy who's played in over 190 losses for a club, has been with them through the worst of worst times, could have left many times, but has stuck fat, three-time best and fairest, captain for five years, Written off from Pep's written off, I've ri- I wrote him off on the weekend at one stage. <laughs> I, I wrote off my team after 10 minutes. But to see this guy get to 300, um, you know what? I'm, I'm bloody proud of him because yeah. th- there's no one who deserves it more. Uh, we both said last guy. year, Pep's, we thought last year was the last year and why don't they just give him a 300? We were speaking about that last year. Yep. And um, you know what? He's not dominating like he used to. But he's just doing what he has to. Yep. Doesn't and at matter. this stage, it doesn't really matter. So he's doing his job. I'll just see what happens after he plays the 300 if there's going to be a shift. Because you have to try and fit in Brown, Wiedemann, May, Fritch. And there's one more I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, Harms as well too. So it's going to be tough. Number two is another old guy. Now, once again, they think that once you're over 30, that's it. You should be hanging up the boots. No more. There's a guy running around for Fremantle at the moment, David Mundy. And also, I'm going to throw in here Travis Boak, even though he's at 32, but Mundy's at 35. Yeah. He's almost having career-best football right now. He wound is, back the clock. He has wound back the clock. I think he's got that youthful injection from Brayshaw, Chera, Sarong. What kind, what kind of injection? Uh, a youthful injection, not a danky injection. and. <laughs> Um, is just reaping the rewards from it. His game on the weekend, if you see some of the highlights of what he was doing, just his pin, his kicking, possession work, it, it, like you said, it, it, it wound back the clock. And just to see that just goes to show that just because they, the, the, the birth certificate says over 30, don't get rid of them, all right? The last one I have to sort of throw out, um, and I'll, I will mention that in a moment, Ross. The other one I have to quickly mention for my three votes, and it's a team that you've mentioned already and it's a team that I've mentioned who it's the Western Bulldogs and their first half of football if David King was on this podcast he would say it's pure mm-hmm. it was it was probably the most damaging hour of football that's been played this year and I I can't remember many games where it was just so lopsided at halftime yeah you're looking at a halftime score at one stage I think they were close to 70 points up yes and this is before <laughs> halftime yeah, yeah. It was 11 goals for 70 to one goal three. Mm-hmm. They didn't let them do anything whatsoever. The, yeah. And that four line, Steph, I wrote down here, Steph Martin, what he's done for English has been amazing. The astronaut down there, oh, tell you what, if you're going to set yourself up with a key forward for the next hopefully 10 years, as they would say, the astronaut is the one that you'd be looking at because he can do it. He's, it's not when the, 
just in the air. It's when the ball hits the ground and what he can do is sensational as well too. Yes. So yep. they've got yep. the most damaging midfield in the league. Their only susceptibility is down forward. So when they play teams with a couple of big, tall forwards or quicker forward lines, how are they going to be able to adapt? Um, what they did, that was – it made Gold Coast – Look second rate, and they've got their great bunch of kids as it is. All right, I um, Peps. To be honest, I actually jumped. Uh, I watched. I was watching this game. I jumped, and I'm like, oh shit! I watched the battle of the bridge. Yeah, I'm glad I did. I think I got it out. Of, I think I cashed out of the right time. Yeah, yeah, you, you cashed out, mate. You cashed out. Hey, I listen. Can I give an yeah. honorable? Can I give an honorable mention really quickly? Sure yeah. Um, there's another guy playing on the Anzac Eve game this year. Don't know if you've heard about him. He snuck under the radar a little bit. A guy by the name of Dustin Martin. Is he, a basketball, is he a basketballer? I, I think he has a basketball background like Pendlebury. Um, don't know if he knows Ben Simmons like Petrarca. Uh, but <laughs> apparently this guy is playing his 250th game on the weekend. And Ross the Boss Garlet, uh, Ross the Boss Bartlett, who has been with us for years, an absolute superstar and a massive supporter of the podcast, he's mentioned he's only missed eight games in his career. Like, it's incredible. That is, that is incredible. So you've got Nathan Jones playing his 300th. Dusty's only fifty behind him. That's how quick he snuck up. Like it's, it's amazing. It's it's um, I think uh, Max Gorn said it this morning that they were they were drafted in the same draft, and he's about a hundred and something games in front of him. Yep, it's ridiculous as well. Not too. bad. So not bad goat. That is not bad as well. Uh, oh, he's not the goat yet. He's not the goat yet. I think he got a couple of soft Norm Smiths, but well, that's a conversation for another day. All right. So that's the that's pretty much the show for this week. All right. So a couple of things before we wrap up. First and foremost, uh, Tipped Out will be back this week. It is going great guns. Our tips actually haven't been too bad recently, so get onto that. Make sure you have a listen. Second of all, for those looking to buy a brand new footy, I've said it every week, get onto Sharon.com.au. Choose whatever ball you want, except the personalized ones. Throw in lace out in the coupon code. Get thirty percent off your entire order. That's so two for get one. Get that one. That's two. It's basically two for one. That's where Jamie <laughs> went to school. Two for one. And um, another thing, our listener survey, our first ever lace out listener survey, because we want your feedback to take this podcast from uh, from you know, awesome to mega awesomeness right now we're going to be publishing that this week so stay tuned to the podcast stay tuned to the facebook page we'll put a link up there for you to give you direct feedback to tell us what you like what you want to see more of the fact that you want to see less of jamie and um more importantly uh how we can make the show better for you guys uh, and last but not least i just want to throw this one out one of the other uh podcasts that we met up with earlier in the year hawk talk i was speaking to maddie today they're going to be having Jeff Kennett on their um, on their Facebook page for an interview, um, and it's coming up this week. So, what I'd recommend if you're if you're a Hawthorne supporter and you want to hear Jeff's uh, opinion on football, Hawks, etc., get on the Hawk Talk Facebook page. They're a cracking bunch of guys, and um, they've got one. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. But uh, that's another big week of footy, mate. Some cracking games coming up this week. We know about the die the Tigers just and the Dees. We know about Anzac Day. Just, what else, just quickly, uh, no listener question this week because we do want to focus our energy on getting the um, getting the survey out to you guys so we won't hit you with too many things. So we do want a response for your surveys. Yep, definitely as well too. So um, we'll leave it there. Have a fantastic week. Hopefully your team wins. <laughs> Hopefully my team wins again. 
And if it doesn't, you know what? They're having a go and that's the main thing. But Jamie, once again, I can't do this show without you. Thank you very much. All the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. Everybody who's live with us tonight, you guys are amazing. But once again, we finished the show off and it simply goes like this. Jamie Wallace, co-host with the most, Lace Outs, Lance Bass. <laughs> How do you want your... I like it. Uh, lace out peps. J Dog, I'm leaving you with this one. <laughs> Have a great week, listeners, and more importantly, enjoy your football. Hope you too. Hey, listeners. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.